The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Chapter 20, 19-23 On the evening of the day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were joyful when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you withhold the forgiveness from any, it is withheld. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Dear friends, today we celebrate this great feast called the Pentecost, 50 days after the event of the resurrection, when, as we heard in the first reading, the Lord sent the Holy Spirit, the Father sent the Holy Spirit on the apostles and our Blessed Mother gathered in the upper room. And we also celebrate today officially the birth of the church. So the birthday of the church, because this is a day and the church was officially born and church began the work of the Lord. Going back to the history, what's the meaning of Pentecost? We know the word comes from the 50th. For them it was 7 into 7, 49 and the 50th day. It was for the Jews, in the first century Jews, Pentecost was a celebration of the harvest 50th day where every young and they would bring their first fruits to Jerusalem and offer to the Lord. It's also in memory of the 50th day of, because of the 50th day from the day of Passover, that means Exodus, leaving Egypt and reaching Mount Sinai. So that is uh, the commemoration, the 50th day. Then why, when you look at the first reading today, we hear the Holy Spirit came down on them in fire, flames of fire. Again, to the event, the Mount Sinai event, the 50th, and that was a commemoration. When the Lord came down the burning bush and gave them what is called the old, old laws, the Ten Commandments, you know? and that was in the fire, in the flame, God's presence, God's spirit, and that was a memory for them, the 50th day, Mount Sinai. And we find in the first reading today, Acts of the Apostles, the Holy Spirit that begins, renews the apostles and send them out in power is something that unites. You know, because all those who heard, heard them, though in different languages, they understood in unity as God's work in their own, the power of the Spirit. We can connect it to a similar incident in the book of Genesis where the Lord confused them with different languages. But here is God's Spirit that unites. And that's the power of God's Holy Spirit. You know, it heals division, it unites, and it empowers. Coming to the second reading of today is from the first letter to the Corinthians. St. Paul speaks about gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, we know when we look at theologically, we say there are two types of gifts. One is called sanctifying gifts of grace. 
and charismatic gifts, charismatic grace. Sanctifying grace is something that I, I, for my own personal, at my baptism, through my sacraments, I receive this grace so that I can grow, I can mature in my grace and become holy. So I'm sanctified, you know, sanctifying grace. That's for my own. But charismatic gifts or charismatic grace that God gives are given like power of healing, power of vision, gifts of tongue, prophecy, etc. These are given so that we build up the church. It is for building up the church. That means it is built, is used for the community. Power of healing or power of interpretation is not for me, but it is for the others to build up the church. Traditionally, when we look at, we know we have, today we remember and pray for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We have the gifts and we also have the fruits of the Holy Spirit. We know traditionally there are seven gifts of the Holy Spirit that Prophet Isaiah in his chapter 11 speaks about. Wisdom, understanding, courage, fortitude, knowledge, piety and fear of the Lord. And this is what we need to pray for, that this gifts be filled. Fruits, when we look at letter to the Galatians, which was also another reading today, option, chapter 5, there are 12 gifts, sorry, 12 fruits. Charity, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, generosity, modesty, self-control, chastity, and faithfulness. So seven gifts and 12 fruits. Suppose there is an option between the two. You like gifts or fruits. I would put this way. Gifts are God's. No, gifts. These are God's offer to us. And fruits are my offer back to the Lord. All of us would be happy if I am blessed with God's the gifts. But fruits, that is where I really become a witness to God's spirit. A witness to what the Lord calls us. And that is what we want. If I want to be a better Christian, I want to be a better witness, then I need to bear really fruits. And gifts are given to me so that I may bear fruit. So the two are the same if you look. And we want to pray today that we may really grow in his gifts and really bear fruit. Now just to sum up this feast, I would like to take a reflection that my rector of Christi College, that is where we studied theology, shared. You know, when we look at the scripture, there are different imageries of the Holy Spirit. You know? We find it as dove coming down on Jesus at the baptism. We have today the first reading as flame. But we also have the, the imagery of the spirit or ruah, you know? the creation story, you know? the God's spirit hovered over and from confusion comes out what is the creation. We take an imagery in the reflection for the uses, a reflection, uh, uh, imagery of a flute, when a flute produces wonderful music, how does it? It is this air or passing through a flute which is empty. Because of its emptiness, it is able to produce, the air is able to produce wonderful music. I think that should also take place in me. If God's spirit needs to produce the air, the ruah, needs to produce wonderful fruits in me, I need to be empty. 
But I'm sure when we look each of us into our own lives, we are not empty. I have all my weakness, all my sins, my heart is not pure, etc. How can we become? A wonderful story of St. Francis Assisi. You know? It said that as he walked with his companion, Brother Leo, they walked over and they reached a nice spring. And Francis crossed and went. But Brother Leo was lost looking into the river, into the small stream. And Francis asked him what happened. He looked. He said, oh, I was shaken. I was wonderstruck by the clarity of that water. It looked so pure. And here I am looking back into my heart. And my heart is so impure. And there is so much of sin. And Francis asked him, so? He said, God can dwell only when my heart becomes so holy, so pure. Then Francis told back to Leo, that will never take place. Because every time I empty me, my heart of something, I will still find something that is unholy, something that is impure within my heart. So he tells, Francis tells Leo, change the focus. When you praise the Lord, when you turn to the Lord, when you understand his greatness, that is when the evil in me slowly will disappear. It is like when we enter into a room, there is darkness. We cannot chase the darkness. To remove the darkness, we actually need to bring the light. It's when we bring the light that the darkness naturally disappears. Dear friends, on a day like this, time like this, when we look into our hearts, I'm sure each of us can find all that is unholy in our hearts, in our lives. And very often we may be turning back, looking back, and like that Brother Leo praying, when will my heart become little more holy? When will my life become little more fruitful? And when will God's Spirit come deeper into me? The invitation of this feast is, look to the Holy Spirit, look to the Lord, and begin to invite the Spirit to come in. And when the Spirit of the Lord comes in, I'm sure the darkness in us will disappear. And that is the message of this feast. As we continue in this Holy Eucharist, we pray for this grace. May God's Spirit transform us. May He come deeper into us. And when the great the Lord comes into us, all that is evil will disappear. The light will dispel all darkness in us. Let's pray for this grace. <clears throat>